0: Side is all. In a popper, a popper, and the premium for my team, You can fight it.
1: There's the bounce, sumable, so the and there's the siren. Victory for the bombers.
0: But in the end, you'll fail.
1: Kevin Sheery joins Dick Reynolds as the most successful club in over a hundred years at this famous club.
0: The red and black runs through you. Zahra Rakes, Zahra Rakes has kicked the goal! The bombers are in front of the G! It's deep and rich in history that no club can match. Looking for
1: a mark here.
0: We have clubs in the AFL, the VFL, the VFLW, and the brand new Wheelchair Football League. Four clubs, one goal. Join Liam and Andrew for your weekly yes Aston Fix. Reviews, previews of all four clubs, right here on the Flying Up
1: Podcast.
0: This is the Flying Up Podcast with Liam and...
1: Michael! Yeah! I'm back again! Two weeks in a row, can you believe this? I've picked poss- possibly the best time to come on the show out of the last two weeks. The Bombers are, are flying up. I mean, are, there's, there, there's no question that they are flying up. And uh, I tell you what, if I am the winning charm that this show needs to get the Dons into the finals this season, then um, I will happily continue to be on the show, even when I'm over in the United States, Liam. Be a U.S. supporter. Absolutely, How, I will. But yeah, do you know, I think dorm red and black. Absolutely, man. Well, you know, you know, our 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 colors at our university. Um, we've got the supporting group, the Aztecs, and the Aztecs are uh, black black and red. So, uh, you know, I'll I'll be supporting the Dons over there. Don't you worry, man. I'll be supporting them. Don't you worry. I'm going to drop this accent. I mean it's it's better than one particular accent, but it's still the same accent. Anyway, I am working on I'm working on my San Diego accent because you know, I need I need to blend in a little bit, you know. But I've also got to stand out and that's where the that's where the bomber scarf will be pulled out and the Guernsey will be pulled out and uh, yeah, it'll be terrific, man, but um this is going to be a really really big clash this weekend. It's
0: going to be absolutely massive, but before we get into that, we'll get into last week's Let's game. Let's do it.
1: You uh against Sydney. It was against Sydney. Um, something that you don't say regularly. Um, Essendon had a good win against Sydney because we haven't bet them for seven years, um, someone conveniently told me, which is uh, which is phenomenal when you think about it considering we had some very, very close losses within the last seven years. Some absolute blowouts as well, mind you. I, uh, I remember I went to one Friday night game at Etihad Stadium. Could have been a couple of years ago, Liam, and um, we got absolutely demolished. And one man known as Lance Buddy Franklin... Ripped us to absolute shreds. He was doing it with ease. Uh, every single pocket you could imagine at Eddie Had Stadium, he was slotting them from. So uh, the fact of the matter is, uh, one man shut him down on the weekend, and that's uh, probably a huge reason why we got up on the weekend.
0: I couldn't agree more.
1: Um, very very proud.
0: The only issue I had with the game was Essen had a good, had a really, real thing to kick to a Leo Leo for some reason.
1: Yes, yes. Um, for probably the first two and a half quarters, it looked like uh, Aliria was um, was on our side, and in fact, I yelled out at one stage. I said, "Can you swap a jumper? Can you can you swap his jumper?" Because I was wondering, like, is he on our team? I mean, good on Aliria. He's he's stripped he's stripped together some really good form. Uh, the last couple of weeks for him have been absolutely outstanding, um, and uh, it seems to be that matchup against Majak Dor has given him a lot of new confidence. But, you know, Aliyah Aliyah was an excellent player. You know, a couple of seasons ago when he missed the grand final in 2014, he was a a solid pillar down in the back line. So good to see him return to form, but um, we kept him pretty quiet towards the end of the game because you know what we did, Liam? What? We were actually physical on him. We actually provided a contest and that's what we weren't doing. We were just expecting someone to go up um, and if you looked at our forward line for the majority of the night, there was no tall player to really match his height. We thought potentially Aaron Francis, we said on the show last week, Aaron yeah, Francis would play, would play forward because he's, he's really the only tall timber there that you could, you know, he's, he's a straight swap for Sean McKernan. As it turns out, Aaron Francis played just about everywhere on the ground, Pretty except enough. for in the forward <laughs> line. <laughs> ah. So there you go. Um, but yeah, I, I think once we actually engaged him in a lot of the marking contests... Um, we bet him, but uh, unfortunately for the first two-and-a-half quarters, we kept Sydney in the game because we couldn't capitalise in our forward 50 entries.
0: Yeah, um, and I don't know about you, but who I expected Sydney to come back. I kept watching, thinking, oh, yep. yeah, yeah, it's going to be um, that game in the SDG all over again. They come and they're going to come.
1: Oh, I was very nervous. And they just
0: didn't. They just kept on kicking away, kept on kicking away, as you do, like all good teams should. <laughs> and jumped out to a 15-19-109. 10-6, 66 winners. Last quarter would have been a lot more if they could, you know, kick straight. But
1: mm.
0: you know, eight behinds and eight behinds in the last quarter—they absolutely dominated the last quarter.
1: Oh, we did, we did. They—they they only scored one behind themselves, Sydney. They, they couldn't even score a goal in the last quarter. So, um, you know, we pride ourselves on our on our, um, you know, on our ability to, to score highly. And you know, the last couple of weeks we we haven't, you know, exactly kicked straight. But um, you know the fact to hit the ton mark it's our first time we've hit the ton mark against sydney for a very long time in fact we're the first club this season to score over 100 points against sydney so i think that's something you've got to pride yourselves on as as a football club to um to to only restrict them to um to 66 and and only a limited amount of scoring shots so you know it's a pretty good effort from the boys from a defensive point of view
0: yeah i couldn't agree more um And I think ESSA's loving this. I swear they're loving... The supporters probably aren't, but the fans are... um, The team's loving the challenge. Oh, they are. They're loving that every week's an elimination final. You haven't won a final since 2004, so (laughs) might as (laughs) well. Thanks for reminding us. Might as well.
1: Well, I think it's a good thing. I think it's... um, You know, the fans, obviously, um, from round two to round eight was just really grim. Um, You know, we just weren't playing good footy. I went to the Western Bulldog game, I think, round three or round four. Oh, that was a killer. It was just an absolute... Ridiculous um, lack of uh, skill level. The skill level was really low, and just lack of confidence. And um, what what the team has been able to string together since that Geelong game in uh, in round eight was just it's just been a really really amazing turnaround. Yeah, I think I think the supporters are probably a little bit frustrated that it's yeah, taken this long to string be, yeah, to string you know eight out of ten wins together. But the fact is, we're on that road now. We're playing probably some of the most scintillating football in the AFL right now of any club. Um, I think we're we're four and round, uh, four and one out of the last five games. So it's fantastic! Um, we're playing really really good footy, and, and our lost. percentage in the last couple of games is the second best in the AFL, I think, behind Richmond. So um, in, in the last five rounds. Speaking of Richmond, that was the only team that defeated us, and I was actually oh, I we went to that dream time game, and oh. Yeah. That was a flogging, and I mean, besides Richmond and Collingwood in the last in the last you know ten weeks, we've mm. actually really haven't been matched. So, you know, the game this week we will get to it soon. Um, it's a huge clash, and, and, but as you said, every week's an elimination final. Oh, it is. The fans look; the fans are happy that we're playing this well, but they are also frustrated. They but will I think, be. I think if we, I think if we get to the end of this season and we miss the finals by percentage, as much as that will hurt, at least. We know that it might we, It
0: might be the kick up the arse you need for 2019, really.
1: I think so. I think so. I think Richmond got a big reality check when they finished 13th and they got thrashed by Sydney in their last round. Similar thing could happen to us, uh, dare I say it. But even if it doesn't, I think um, I think this is a reality check that you can't walk into a season and just think the expectation will be met. The expectation needs to be met and it needs to be met around, you know... Every single round, so it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter. You've you've got to come to play, and you've got to pull your socks up and and uh, give it all you got. So uh, the players are certainly doing that now, and uh, really exciting are. signs for the future. And they, uh,
0: one thing I've noticed as well, they look like they're enjoying their footy. They are. Um, not not the level of Richmond, like um.
1: Oh, it's crazy. Rich, Richmond,
0: doing... Richmond like might be the happiest team.
1: Everything they do just seems to be fun. It's unbelievable. The sun <laughs> shines. Yeah. over over pun I went to Punt Road earlier today the sun was shining yeah got to the got to um got to near Gosh's paddock it was completely black it was it was ridiculous mm. how the contrast of, <laughs> of just everything's happy there it's brilliant yeah you know, everyone owns a jeep everyone's happy this is unbelievable but they are, they are
0: um I can't remember someone said the other just before uh, I was listening to it they were talking about how they said how dare Jack Higgins enjoy his football
1: I know how dare know. someone
0: enjoy playing football and that's the same Richard how dare Richmond enjoy it? they seem like a club how dare in a world of professionalism,
1: I know. How I know, dare Richmond w-
0: have the audacity to enjoy their footy? I and know. now Essendon's doing the same thing. I know. Daddy, I Daddy, know. Essendon, like, forget the drug saga. <laughs> enjoying their footy is the worst Which thing Essendon's
1: ever done. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. We haven't had this much fun in in years, you know. I um,
0: and I think that, yeah, it is the pressure of having an elimination final, and it's also the pressure of having nothing to lose.
1: That's correct.
0: And they just, they do seem like they're enjoying their
1: football. I think that's what makes us so dangerous right now. We kind of, we kind of know that the expectation is obviously make finals. Yes, but I think on the on the uh, inside of the four walls, I think the players are just thinking just just win. Win well and build on next season. Pretty I think much. I think they I think they've got one eye on the big prize, and the big prize doesn't have to be this year's big prize. It could be next year's big prize. I think I think the players are just uh, uh, quietly confident that that something is brewing. It might be this season. It might be next. My season. 2020
0: Grand Final prediction still.
1: Who, who knows? I mean, I, we're very talented young list mm. and, and there's a lot of players that are missing out of that side that i'll tell you in a few years time they they will be you know um 22 game players per season oh yeah and they will just be absolute jets um i still got my 2020 grand final
0: prediction of freemantle and Essendon.
1: it's a it's a, a great like, everyone wants to see yeah. i
0: predicted that last i think last year i think one of our shows we did together we've done so many we have um yeah i think i, you know, I remember you saying that, Yeah, i prediction. At the moment one club I stick by guns. Yeah, of course, of course. But Essendon, I wouldn't be surprised if they even make the grand final next year. Like that's
1: it's a big call. Big call. Wow. But bigger, of, than of big calls. But but yes. But before you get to your big call, did, did we did we honestly think this time last year that Essendon could push for the grand final last year, or, or did we think that they could do it this year? Did because I think I had a had lot a of fall. people, I had a yeah, they should have. A lot people, people had top four. So so I think. You put two more wins out of that two and six ledger, and and we would be in the top four. In fact, we'd probably be second on the ladder. Who, who, That's how close this season is. Let's
0: get, let's hold two seconds, and we'll, yes. I'll grab my my smartphone device. Yep, 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 Because we're not sponsored by anyone here. No, we're not. This um, is not yet. This is my two thousand and five Motorola. Beautiful. You know, you know that silver Richmond one. Richmond Football Club. The silver one, that no, <laughs> up and down. That that it is that is an absolute beautiful phone. Not gonna lie. Excellent, excellent. It's a phone that everyone wanted to have. Everyone wanted to have that phone. Everyone wanted to have that phone. I had a straight it, black Motorola.
1: But. Absolutely, and, and to go along with your Shannon Noel haircut, it would have been the most oh. perfect combination that you could possibly ask for. You put know, a Southern cross somewhere just, there as just well.
0: Just like Shannon, I was actually robbed out that phone.
1: <laughs> oh yes. So let's right go right in front of me. <laughs> oh damn.
0: So excellent. So let's take two losses. Ready? The Fremantle loss in round two. And the Doggies lost.
1: Oh, look! To be honest with you, I think I think we still would have lost that Fremantle game. Let, let's let's say Carlton. We should oh, have yeah, won Carlton that. yeah, Carlton as well. And the Bulldogs game, I think we should have won as well.
0: I'll, I'll say three. I, okay, I three. Give us I three. still think Essendon was better than Fremantle at the oh, time.
1: Fair enough. Fair
0: enough. Um, and then what you proved the next time you um, Essendon went to Optus um, Stadium, mm. that defeated the Eagles.
1: So exactly by a fair So there's as three
0: well. losses, it turns into wins, which puts Essendon at
1: a. 4-8-12.
0: 13-win season. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, yeah, they would be second, third or second in the ladder, depending on their percentage.
1: See, that hurts. That hurts. Even that Carlton win, that, that puts us into the eight. That that just puts us yeah. into the eight right now. Lock in the eight, just about. All, all you'd have to do, it's, it's less pressure. It just means you have to win one or two games for the rest of the season. That's it. We... we Mathematically can make it, for sure. Mm. But we we need to win probably three of the next four, and we need a percentage booster in one of those. I'm, I'm judging the St Kilda game's the one we're going to IE for the big mm. percentage. But even if we could do it this week, that would be very, very handy I'm to our I'm also
0: judging the... I think the Collingwood one should have been a win as well. The Collingwood one? Yeah, the second, the second loss should have been second, a win. second,
1: definitely, definitely. And I, I
0: remember McKernan, missed, McKernan marked it, and I messaged you know, Jeff. I messaged Jeff. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff. If he misses, this the game's over. And he misses... Collinwood gets in front. Essen jumped in front. Then they kicked the last goal, the first goal of the last quarter. Hmm. I was like, scrap what I just said. They need the next goal. <laughs> That's it. They need the next goal because yep. having someone like Degowie and he tore you the threads in the last quarter.
1: He did. He did. He, he he ran wheels around Essendon, and well, he's currently out at the moment. So you know, Collingwood um Collingwood, yeah, Collingwood, Collingwood would, has
0: half the team out.
1: If if we if we came up against Collingwood this week, I'd feel a little bit more confident than when we played them. And I mean, look, still side bottoms two hundred and fifty. If like they were they were always going to charge at us really really hard, but you know at the same time we had our opportunities. So, yep. And the umpiring, as as we said before, you know the umpiring certainly didn't help us. And then look, we as as Essendon fans, you know we. We, we we take it to heart when decisions don't go our way, but rightly so because um there are even some. I actually thought at one stage, Liam, that being at the game live, that that the crowd were going to erupt, that that they would actually jump over the fence at one stage because the decisions were just not going our way in that first quarter, and uh, you know a, a strong crowd of forty two thousand, probably thirty six of those Essendon, uh, they just wanted to. Mm. Rip into the umpires. So I think the ledger was pretty even towards the end, but uh, I tell you what, a lot of ironic jeers when uh, when a decision was finally given our way.
0: I'm pretty sure a 50 got paid against the fan for being in the 10, 10 meter protected area. Yeah, I think there was one there. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds know, like something that would happen. It wouldn't surprise me, mate. It wouldn't surprise me. But after, whenever the season's over, and I don't know how long this podcast is going to go for. But after season, me and Andrew, because you, you're too in America, living the American life. Absolutely. Going for a, probably a Bombers team there. There'll be a Bombers team somewhere. Oh,
1: yeah. well, there'll, there'll be an underdog that you mm. want to get up and that you got to love the fans. Absolutely. There'll be a team like that. Essendon's an underdog. 16 flags. Underdog. Underdog of recent... Times maybe recent, yeah. But I'd say underdog of the last ten years. Oh,
0: you're you're sticking by that? The underdog of the last ten years. What
1: a call there by Michael. Yeah, we've we went under the radar for for the most part. Oh, very quiet, yeah. Very no, quiet. No, no news there. That's in all in the last ten years. No, nah, not at all. Not at
0: all. No. Nah, <laughs> I, I thought it's folded at one point. There was just nothing about it.
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, the underdog, the underdog status is interesting. I think a lot of non-supporters or, or people that kind of want to gravitate towards a team, they always go for the underdog. Because I think, I think you know, with dominance of Brisbane and, and Collingwood to some extent, um, St Kilda, Hawthorne, you know, we, we have gone under the radar in those parts. And, you know, we had some pretty average sides at that time. So I think just recently, you know, despite the fact that we were on top of the ladder for, you know, some the of those t- years first in two 2013, years 2000. 2014, and, and even the start of 2000, mm-hmm. You know, I I, I think I think we embrace the underdog status slightly. I think we like it. I think we I think we like it. But I just like underdogs in general. As an AFL supporter, I always go the other way when it comes to underdogs. I know I'm getting off a little bit a little bit off topic here, but
0: that's that's the entire that's the
1: entire show getting off topic. The the Bulldogs are like a prime example of that. I think everyone jumped on their bandwagon. I, I think if Essendon were up against Richmond and Collingwood and potentially GWS, and, and you had those four sides left in the final series, well, I think it's pretty fair to say all the neutral supporters would probably be backing Essendon in. Oh, get off it. Would you really get be backing in GWS? Would you really be going for them? Would you be jumping on the the, the Ferrari? Oh, I don't even yeah. think it's a bandwagon. I don't think it's a Ferrari. I just think it's a genuine Ferrari. Because it only holds four people. Maybe like a Ferrari chariot with some horses at the front. But
0: Essendon, Essendon. <laughs> people... People would understand If Essendon wins their seventeenth flag, become the and f- fact that they won two of their flags the most laziest way possible by not even playing the grand final.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Winning seventeen flags being the, the most successful AFL slash VFL club mm. being the underdog.
1: The underdog status is purely there because of what's happened in recent times. I think I think not a lot of How people.
0: How quickly has people spe- forgot about Richmond's thirty seven years about winning a flag? Yeah, that was they a while. went from being Oh, go the Tigers. Let's go the Tigers. They win yeah. the flag. And yeah. the second they win the flag, it's, uh, oh, Richmond. Oh, but Richmond. Be,
1: but you see, I don't think you have to have just one underdog. I think there's more than one underdog. Oh, I think this is a whole kennel of underdogs. Like, I no, think there's oh, a there whole kennel. are no
0: underdogs of this season. Maybe Melbourne, but there's really no I think there's underdogs. an
1: RSPCA worth of underdogs that we're talking about this season. Like Even even teams inside the eight, you probably think, yeah, they're, they're underdogs. Do you know who's
0: the underdog? Collingwood would be the underdogs.
1: I think I think Collingwood would be. I think any team is an underdog to, um, unless they had a big expectation on them. And I think I don't think I don't think Richmond's expectation for this season was was that great because you know a few people had him at the eight big, as well.
0: Out of the eight, yeah. A few really? people did, it. yeah. God. I think crazy. I even had I think even I had him at the bottom of the eight type of thing. Gee whiz! Hmm. No, I
1: think I think the way they've backed everything up has been pretty good. But 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 essentially, what I'm saying is. Lots of teams that aren't Richmond would be thinking, yeah, we're kind of an underdog here because now that Richmond have gotten so deep into the season, haven't dropped off, haven't had a huge amount of injuries. In Victoria. In Victoria. (laughs) Especially in Victoria. I tell you what, the West Coast Eagles supporters would not be saying that they're an underdog. Or mm-hmm. an under eagle, I think they'd be saying, "Oh yeah, I think we're still a chance," despite the fact that Nitnats out. I think mean, they'd they'd still be No, no,
0: no, they're they they already complaining that the grand final at the MCG.
1: Of course they are. They, 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 um, they are absolutely livid about that. But they, they they can't complain that the dimensions of their new ground are similar to the MCG no. because they they have they I've I i do not think the Eagles have dropped a game at the no, MCG. They've defeated this Carlton season. and Collingwood. Exactly. I mean, two. You know, I mean, hey, they've defeated the Red Hot. They haven't played though. Richmond there yet, and no. I don't think they do. But even still. Um, they'd be pretty happy with that result, I think. But regardless, I think every team but Richmond would be feeling like, yeah, we're a bit of an underdog. If we, if we can upstage Richmond in seat final series. Oh, yeah, this, this, this reminds series, me of 08. So, yeah.
0: 08, with who's going to play John in the yeah, grand final? Yeah,
1: that's that's exactly what it is. It's it's like that. It so was, I think well, Essendon right now is thinking we're teams. underdogs.
0: There was two teams in 08. There was Hawthorne and Doggies. Uh, you know, you were probably both very young back then. And I think but I, know, I, th- I
1: think St Kilda were probably not quite fourth, there. They finished fourth, but yeah. They were okay, but Robert yeah. Harvey, I think that was his last season or second yeah. last season. So, so I think they were getting too old with the players that they had on the list. The g Chain was probably a bit Whoa. too old as well. <laughs> um, but
0: then, so there was two teams at that stage. To <laughs> yeah. um, that there was two teams. There was, only, there was, there was Doggies or Hawthorne, yep. the team that went up playing. Joel they were we only going to In 2018, like, there is from... From 12th to... From to <laughs> West second, Coast down to even Adelaide who has a slimmer of hope.
1: They still have a slimmer of hope. A I mean, slimmer of the loss hope. On the weekend didn't help, but I think they would be thinking, mm, we win this week. Um it's it's back on. It's like, back on.
0: No, no, there's no second team. There is re- this season no, there is no second no, no, team. No, no. That's Which gives, what I mean. and let's get to that point with James Heard saying if SM makes it eight, oh, and I said this, this? this on the sports test, on the sports test in 90.7, wink. Earlier today, well, of course,
1: he said that on the sports desk today. <laughs> um, I, if you weren't listening, ladies and gentlemen, um, we will. Everything's on, on, sports up, so
0: everything's on Every... the sports
1: desk. Everything's on the sports
0: desk. I hate when people say broken on SEM. When you know I was on the sports desk first. And
1: Liam, Liam, can you believe that Channel Seven say the funniest football show being the the front bar? Like they say that's the funniest football, but show, then you football got football-related yeah, talk show, which
0: is so weird.
1: Is that are they are they are they they're delusional. They, they, are, they are delusional.
0: They must, they must be some, you know, their brand, so they own... Um, of course, yeah. of course. And you know, Channel 9 would say that Footy Show is footy the Footy Show funniest. is the funniest one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, we were we were live in a Footy Show audience to know that that is not the
1: truth. That is not the case. That oh, is not that the case. Rap oh, that battle. They had the round one jizz. They had the round one jizz. Don't worry oh, about that. Oh, that was... Oh, oh, oh. That was pure cringe. The collie Wobbles uh, with, with a capital C, anyway. Um, uh, but yes, yes. Um... James Hurd said that comment, and I yeah. thought, okay, that's uh, a little bit bold. I know David King yeah. at the start of the season said I sit and can win the flag, and and so did Robbo, you know. Um, uh, Biased it, yeah. supporter,
0: but no. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I very very one-eyed supporter. In fact, no eyes at times. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we won't go into that. So before. I
0: said I did say today on on ninety point seven that um. I don't Funniest believe. talk show, yeah, by the way, and set. the most informative. On
1: set, on set of course. in uh, oh, all radio. You probably could all say. radio circles. Absolutely, you know, and, and also the
0: most informative. Like we get, we get the hard hitting issues.
1: We do, we do. We got the best journalists in the business.
0: Absolutely. And you know that's you're taking Sin to America with you.
1: Uh, absolutely, I am. Yeah. Absolutely, I am. I want to. I want to be a sinner in America. Of course. Even though that could land me in Guantanamo Bay potentially, <laughs> um, I'm prepared for that, Liam. Um, as long I did, as I got a TV to watch the grand final. <laughs> on.
0: I did say that I don't think Essen could make the grand final, but I've. In the space yeah. of a few hours, I've had... I'm a wiser man since early you've, today. You've had,
1: a, you've had a really hard think about this. I can tell you have. I've, I've grown You're a bit more facial your hair. You're stroking your I've your grown head more facial hair. Yesterday.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> I've grown a facial I've had a coffee. You've and because I'm a man, I had a black coffee, you know. Of course. got to have a... And I thought about it a bit more. <laughs> and I'm like, if that's what makes... It, it, is, it is exactly yeah. like 2016 in the terms that any team can make to win final. Absolutely. And me to 2016, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that any team could. It was the top right. four. It was... Um, Sydney, Geelong I think Sydney, Geelong
1: were the main two teams that people I think would they think, were. I think they and
0: were. then you had um, who else? Oh, Hawthorne or, and then anyone had Hawthorne
1: well, and Hawthorne, or Hawthorne, were, Hawthorne was still a chance mm. in 2016 I think
0: yeah they finished third they were first up until the last two rounds
1: I think they were mm. I think they were I'm going to quickly have a look at the ladder because the ladder in 2016 was, was very very close because yeah, Sydney uh, actually got the minor premiers so. in the last
0: round Sydney, Geelong Hawthorne, GWS Adelaide West Coast, Doggies, North Melbourne. Sydney,
1: Adelaide, Geelong, Hawthorne, GWS, West Coast, Western Bulldogs, North Melbourne. There you go. Spot on. And the top eight didn't change after round six. And I'm looking I'm looking at the ladder right now, and one, two, three, four teams in the top four had all 64 points, so it was broken up by percentage. Mm. So there you go. That's how close the top four was. This year
0: alone as well. Sydney. Where was Sydney at the start of the last round? Fourth.
1: Now they're at the eight. Absolutely. But but what we forget, Liam, is that Western Bulldogs, despite finishing seventh that year, they had the same amount of points as fifth on the ladder. So they potentially could have finished fifth. Um they all had sixty points, but played, their percentage um, was Frio in Pavlage's last, no right. last game, there was no way that Frio
0: was if there's any game that Free's supporters could be confident backing that game was Pavlage's last game. There was no way they'll drop in that.
1: Yeah, that's right. And Essen finished on the bottom of the ladder with two wins. There yes. You go. How about that? Um, so, just not our year that year, but... Um, You're missing half your list. Right, we were. We were. We absolutely were. Well, I
0: do disagree. I disagree with the fact that Essen got the number one draft pick that season. Because they didn't finish last because they were the worst team. They finished last as a punishment. And then they got a
1: award of number one draft pick. I know. A lot of a lot of people are against that. I'm certainly not against that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Look! Look! Until until one day when Andy McGrath becomes an absolute gun. Like well, he is, he is a gun, but he's not an absolute gun yet. You have to. I think Tramonto has been the best player of that draft so far. He, he's he's probably strung the most consistency together, and he's done a couple of freakish things. He doesn't look like a second year player at all, Tim McGrath's first year was outstanding. Um, but he, he probably he probably didn't back it up in his second season. No. And what are we? Is he? Is this is. Second season. This is his second season, so he hasn't he hasn't set the world on fire this season. He's had a few injuries, um, but uh, he's he's strung close to twenty two games together. I think we rested him in a couple of games um, in his first season. Look, he's going to be an absolute jet, um, and he's probably not quite built yet to just run through the midfield as you do, but Taranto's been playing a lot up forward recently, and he's mm. been killing it, so yeah, good good, good on GWS for getting in on him, um, they've they've done very well out of him, and yeah, hairstyle, well, that's another point. That's <laughs> debatable, isn't it? <laughs> it's very debatable, it's very debatable, but let's get back to the Bombers, mate, this is a big week, this week, yes, huge week. Uh, later on the show, when we preview the game, we're going to ah, preview it in depth. Absolutely. What have we got up next, Liam? Hint
0: of a line in the sand. We want to talk about. We're going to go back in time, Tom. Time let's, let's talk go, about let's our go back favorite. Our, kids, our favorite plays as kids. Oh, Start wow. off with you, Michael. In in this, as well, a kid. Well, Liam, um, uh, are you going to do the typical Hurdy or Lloyd, or was mm, any? Is there a special one, Lucas?
1: Well, let's let's um let, let's give you a background of what it was Ooh. like barracking for Essendon as a kid. Well, so I went to a school called Penley and Essendon Grammar School. Now. It's got Essendon in its title, so you can assume geographically where it might be located. Carlton, yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Fremantle. Um, <laughs> where it where it is actually located is across the road from Windy Hill. Oh. So every... And, and Essendon was still there when I was going to school. And, and they used to... They used to... I think it was on a Wednesday evening. They used to do their training there. So after school, my dad and I would, would go over across the road, despite my dad being a St Kilda supporter. Good on him. Um... We would go over to the ground and would go and watch um, watch the boys' train. So this is probably like maybe 2003, 2004. So probably as we're on the slow decline, you know, kind of into obscurity, um, we were still relatively decent at that stage. Um, and I I had a couple of heroes growing up. Uh, the ones that stand out for me are the ones that came to our school and had a chat. So the ones that came to our school and had a chat was David Myers, Scott Gumbleton,
0: oh, your God mate he. Scotty
1: Gumbleton, yeah, yeah. And there was another one there, I think it was Mark McVeigh. So, out of all those players, um, I liked Gumbo. Gumbo I got along well with. I actually had a chat to Gumbo once. And I also got along well with, uh, and this is controversial, Andrew Lovett. I, I, um, I, I you know, I, I spoke to him a few times. He seemed like a really nice chap. Um, and, and he was a hell of a player for us. Oh, when, you, when he was up He was about. good. When he was up and about, he was going. And I actually, um, I remember once I had... Um, we were having a, a birthday function at the uh, at the Windy Hill swimming pool, and he was he was doing laps in one of the other pools, and um and he was he was, you reckon he's quick on the ground? You should see him in the pool. He he's speedy, speedy, speedy demon. Speedy kills, as they say. Um, look, growing up, I was always wearing the number eighteen. Loved Lloydy. Lloydy was just outstanding. Oh, I know, I know. That's like a, that's a that's a common choice, being Lloydy. But no, of course. But uh, you know, he, he was just this big, bulging forward, and you just you had to admire what he was doing. But my favourite player. All right, this is this is this, this is going to blow your mind, Ooh. right? A player who just came into the team randomly one day, and he just oh, he just set the world on if it's fire. Who I, th- I
0: think I think I know who he Set the is. world
1: on fire, and then just disappeared again. It was ridiculous. But he was my favourite player. Jared Atkinson, do you remember?
0: Oh no, remember? I thought you were going to
1: say Damien Pev. Uh, Pev- no, look, I love oh. Pev. I love Pev. Uh, Adam Adam uh, Ramanaskis was another favourite oh. of mine. But but a player called um Jared. I think it was Jared Atkinson. I, I I might. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna double check this for you. But can you remember him playing? I have
0: no idea who he is. I
1: don't know if it was. Yeah yeah yeah. He played for us and he began at the 2008 season. He was rookie listed. He was elevated to the senior list to replace Andrew Lovett. So there you go. Um, he was a mature age, drafty, age twenty three when he was picked up by Essendon in the two thousand and seven rookie draft, and he played a lot with the Bendigo Bombers. And uh, and he 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 held one of the best sprint records uh, over twenty meters at the uh, at the club. And you know he's got some he's got some you know some competition, um, which was like you know Alwyn Davy Froggy. You gotta love Froggy. Courtney Dempsey and Leroy Jetta. He was yeah, you know, he was awesome and and he he lit the he lit the uh, ground up every now and again when he got a chance. And then he was delisted in 2011 because he he just couldn't string consistency together, but in 2009, 2010 when we were really pushing for the finals, he did bloody well. So I'm um, look, he was he was my favorite in a short period of time, but my favorite of all time has to be Dustin Fletcher. Oh, Dustin Fletcher, Dusty. <laughs>
0: I feel like you named an
1: entire list here. This is. I, I am. I'm just kind of thinking of them all now. But, but Dustin, his dad taught it, um, taught at Pegs. He he coached. Um, his sons also go to Pegs. I was good friends with one of them, uh, Mason, who's who's so is good that
0: Dustin Fletcher's brother or Dustin
1: Fletcher's. Uh, son who's going to be he's going to be something one day did oh, the, guy, the, to the it. guy in the draft yeah yeah, sure? yeah if he commits to oh. footy i think he'll be good he won't be as good as his dad but he'll be pretty good be pretty serviceable he might only play 5000 games instead of you know the the 10, million 000, the, yeah, yeah 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 exactly um but dustin Fletcher did some amazing things on the field he just Forever was holding that back line together oh, Mr. even Reliable, when was wasn't he was struggling. Mr. Reliable and, and just a really nice guy off the field. Um I spoke to him a few times and just wonderful and so well respected around the club and, and so well respected at my school as well. So have to say it would definitely be him, but but Jared Atkinson he gets pretty close as well. <laughs> How about you? My
0: mate? well, my my story of being an essence support is very brief. Mm. Brief. Um Of course it is. Oh I did a Typical 2000
1: premiership. Uh, of course, jumped on the wave. Do you know what happened,
0: right? So, 2000, uh, SN won the flag. And I thought the rules of football was you had to change your team every year.
1: Oh, no. So at the beginning You're of the one th- of them. At the beginning of the one of those millennials.
0: I, that's what I thought the rules was as a four-year-old. <laughs> rules? Oh, come on. I didn't on. know the rules. Bloody So, at the start of the 2001 season, I'm like, well, I'm going to go for the doggies. And <laughs> I don't go for the doggies, but they're my, they're my second favourite team because of that reason. But, so my favourite
1: player,
0: mm. and the reason why this came up and we're talking about it, because um, he was in the news, he's a Richmond assistant coach at the moment, played for Essendon, Brisbane, oh, and Collingwood.
1: yes, I know what you're going
0: to say. I've, and in my in my childhood, I had him up there with Lloyd and Hurd wow. in terms of how good this player right, was. Right,
1: okay, yes.
0: I don't think he was that good, but he was pretty good as a player. Mm. Blake Calisella.
1: break Blake Carousella. The minds behind Richmond's resurgence.
0: Uh, he was at Geelong as well. He he was a great footballer. Great footballer. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, personally, he was as he was my first ever favourite player, Blake Calissola. Wow, how about that? Hmm. How about that? Yeah, uh, I I remember you know SM when they won the two thousand grand final. I'm like, oh, the legends. You got Lloyd and you got Hurd and you got Calissola, because that's what people think. That's the big three. Such a forget, forget, name, forget Ablett, Dangerfield and um Sauer. <laughs> no, no, it's Lloyd, Hurd, and Calissola. <laughs> that
1: Carosella. is that is the big three. Such oh, a great name as well, isn't it? Yes, Blake Carousella.
0: You know, I used to wear the long sleeves because yeah. he wore the long sleeves. He did wear the long sleeves. So did Herd. Who cares? Who cares? So did,
1: so did Fletch occasionally.
0: Who cares about Herd? Hurt's a nobody compared to Blake
1: Carusella. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Blake Carousel So, so, what, 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 what got you the most about Blake So What did he do differently to some of the other I players?
0: I honestly have no idea. I just remember him playing. I'm like, he's good. I like him.
1: You have a poster up of him and yeah, oh, all
0: that? I've got a, like, a swine. Not swine. <laughs>
1: I've got a
0: memorial about him.
1: Oh, a shrine. Oh, a shrine. Oh, that's it. Hey, Thank hey, you for having hey, me, my hey. English. Um, you don't have a pig That's got his face on it No like, I do not, yeah. not a swine Not a swine no, no, yeah, Both yeah, actually yeah. you got both There you go yeah. How about that yeah. have
0: a, I, I cook a mean carousel burger I you was going to
1: say Yeah. yeah mm. the, was it maple Maple carousel of bacon is it <laughs> it, or? Oh yeah It's the best <laughs> yeah, It's the absolutely best stuff best. Crunchy you got to do yeah. it well oh,
0: absolutely. But you know I had no idea He got traded to Brisbane Like As yeah, a kid I had no idea As a I had kid, kid I'm pretty thing. sure Most of my football memories Were grand finals But yeah. he got traded to Brisbane Won a flag Next know he was playing For Collingwood And then broke his neck So I'm pretty sure I've only seen him Play three times Two thousand grand final, two thousand three grand final when he broke his neck.
1: So did, did he have a pretty big two thousand grand final? I Can't think, really remember. I, I think, think most I think, of, no, he of the I think no he did, he did. he
0: did. Um you know, not as good as Hurdie. Th- I think I think it was different the um stiff of the North Smith I'll get the results.
1: Hurd was on a on a different um, he was on a different stratosphere when that when that whole grand final happened. I, I just think he was he was he was floating on air at that stage, Hurd, and uh, he was he was loving life.
0: And uh yeah, no, he he's um yeah, he, he was Nah see look, Blake um, Car- Blake yeah. twenty one touches, three goals if you don't mind, absolutely stiffed at the North Smith. Compared to James had twenty nine disposals, two goals, one hit out, three tackles. My man had four tackles, one extra tackle.
1: Yeah, but, but how many hit outs did Blake Carousella have?
0: No, the hit outs may cost him actually yeah, I
1: reckon, I reckon one, one, mm. one hit out Always looks good in the stat sheet When you don't have it a zero It does You've got to have one um, and Another like
0: one of my favourites And I have to say this few. Adam McPhee
1: Yeah, McPhee oh. I, I liked McPhee No, I really liked McPhee he, He's, he's, he's an 33 or something yeah. <laughs> yeah Yeah No, I liked, I liked Adam oh, McPhee He was an quiet taste, good. Adam McPhee They he either was.
0: loved him or they hated
1: him it's like Leroy Jetta as well. Like you know, you'd love him or hate him. Mm. I think a lot of people liked Froggy. You know, Froggy, yeah, and he's Just it he was just a champion. I I loved watching him play. I, I, I actually I really liked Paddy Ryder as well. Paddy Ryder was one of my absolute favorites. He as was well. good. He I I loved watching him play because he he brings something every week and the level of enthusiasm and energy and just uniqueness to the game that he brought. You know, who, who kicks a banana nah, nah, from 70 metres out? Who does that? Paddy Ryder does. No one else. Oh, BT wouldn't that have done That was it. the biggest bender I've ever seen. The biggest bender I've ever seen. <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. I tell you. And I've watched every episode of Futurama. <laughs> and there's a lot of benders on there, but i tell you what, you cannot, you cannot beat that biggest bender I've ever seen in my life. And, and it was, look, I, I knew he was going to leave after 2014. I just I just had an inkling, but um, just a sensational player. And, and I do feel for him that he went through so much, like many of the players on the list. But, you know, um, he imagine if we had him now, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> imagine if we had him. Oh, it would have been amazing.
0: But oh, McGrane's been a good rock. You've had you got a good rock stock at the moment. No, no, we
1: do, we do. But but Paddy was an absolute pleasure. He to watch. Was. and particularly two thousand and nine when he when he won the Anzac medal. I mean, that, was, and the he, best was a man. Him play. he
0: was a backman when that happened. When Hill went down, he did Hill or Hale? No, Hill. Hill, 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 yeah. Hill, Hill. When Hill went down, he was a backman. Like, oh, Essendon's going to struggle now. Oh, I feel so bad for Essendon. We're about to ruckman. No, no. McGrane BT. He was like, I'm Paddy Ryder and I can show you what I can do. <laughs> And he went absolute bananas. Easy. Get out of my
1: way! I'm putty rider and you're not exactly.
0: And he tore the game to shreds. Forget to Zaraarkis; oh, it was a Ryder show.
1: Oh man, we—I'll I tell you, Essendon have had some outstanding players in in our lifetime. Mm. They've had some absolute crackers like Gav Wanganine. like he was an absolute beauty. Oh, he definitely wasn't in our lifetime. No, he what went the, yeah, he went to was Port. He, was he in port? Oh,
0: sorry. He was in my lifetime. I was, I'm 96. So he he played for us in 96. Sorry, he
1: wasn't. He didn't play in the 2000.
0: No, no, he played for Port. Won the O4 oh. flag.
1: Damn, he did too.
0: Won the Brown at the right board age of 19. I know, right? I know, champion. What a, what a devastating career after that. Did nothing. I think only, only, only Captain Port won a flag
1: yeah. <laughs> then. Nothing as, as you do, yeah. As, as, as you do, as you do. Just just a casual career, you know. But look, we we we've had forget, some absolute champs. We, we did had... forget Scotty Lucas, the the left foot. Scott Scotty Lucas was a wonder. Uh, you know,
0: I don't even think he has a right foot. Like I'm pretty sure sometimes he forgets to put on his right sock.
1: Oh, I think I was at a game once, and I said, "Does does he have an opposite foot? I don't think he does."
0: Which now every player, so now every player does that, but. He, you know, back in the day... Yeah, you knew, foot. but you yeah. just
1: knew. As soon as you marked it, you knew he wouldn't kick a goal from a particular angle because he just didn't have that foot. Yep. And you just kind of... You just thought, oh, gee. Sorry, sorry. We're going to have to dish this off to <laughs> Lloyd. Which he probably didn't enjoy doing. I'm pretty
0: sure that, that was the SM game plan for most of the two thousand. Ball, Lloyd, kick. Now, that's the game plan. You don't get disposals. You get disposals to Lloyd. And that's what <laughs> you get marked as. How many times you kick the ball to Lloyd?
1: Now, I don't know if you remember a particular player for Essendon called Ty Zantuck.
0: Oh, that's a good name, but does no. He, does, he,
1: does he ring a bell? Not at all. Um, he's probably known as one of the, the biggest spuds that Essendon probably had on his list. Ooh. Um... But he, yeah, he played. He played nine games for Essendon, kicked no no goals. And there's a video of him online of k- spraying it out of bounds on the full. He played for Richmond from two thousand to two thousand and four, and we had him on our list for one season. So he played seventy seven games. Uh, look, he got a Rising Star nominee in two thousand and two. Well, but I've got a feeling like he's probably stiffed and not the winner. Honest. He was um, yeah, he was. <laughs> this this is interesting. Two thousand. In the 2005 Anzac Day clash against Collingwood, he was involved in a pre-match alteration where his Guernsey was ripped by an opponent. And this is a pre-match. Pre-match. He, and he was delisted at the end of 2005. So, you know, um, a, bit of a, yeah, a bit of a sad career for him. Um, but we will put up on our, on our Facebook page a video of him uh, kicking a ball terribly out of bounds on the full. But we did have a couple of spuds. We did have a couple of spuds. D- despite all the good plays that we've mentioned, we've had a couple of uh, of absolute spuds. I'm gonna I'm gonna show Liam the goal, and we're gonna get a live reaction from him. Oh, live! This is lovely. Because there's a there's a deliberate out of bounds against Port Adelaide, I think it was. And Ty is lining up for goal. Would you like to commentate for us, Liam? Oh, here you go. Oh, great mark there by Ty. What's his name? Zantuck. Ty Ty Zantuck.
0: Big boy Zantuck. Big boy Zantuck. Big number 36. Halfway through the second quarter. That is deliberate every day of the week. Absolutely (laughs) deliberate. Oh, boy, oh boy. (laughs) What a pass there to big Zantuck. Big number 36. Is he the next Lloyd? Has he kicked the goal yet? No, he hasn't had a shot yet. He hasn't had the shot. He's going to have a shot. It's definitely
1: definitely deliberate out of bounds.
0: To get Essen a big lead here against big the power lead, big lead. as he lines up. Oh and he kicks it. To Adelaide Oval. <laughs> from Amy Park. From Amy
1: Park, mind you. Ooh,
0: Amy Stadium to Adelaide Oval. What an absolute shank. What part of the boot oh. did
1: that hit? Did it hit
0: the boot? That came off his elbow. <laughs> that was an... Ad- Let's look at the
1: replay here. Oh, no. Don't. Oh, he goes on. Oh, he
0: goes oh oh. oh, oh. and it went behind him. <laughs> Kevin Sheedy's probably saying, yeah, he does. He turns his does head away from, from the camera. In. Oh he probably need him. he probably said, mate, I understand. Pretty much mate, <laughs> oh, I understand, mate, there's pressure. That was a that was a pressure Toys kick. Enter. I understand.
1: Toys that's what
0: she said. He was like, hey, everyone makes mistakes, mate.
1: They do. They yeah, do. Because
0: Sheedy's not an intimidating bloke at all. At oh. all. He's just like, you know, I'm pretty sure he's a bloke you stand up to. You're like, Sheedy,
1: I disagree with you. Shut up. <laughs> Poor Byron Pickett's gotta pick that out from the third row. Bloody <laughs> oh. hell. Oh. Gee whiz! How do you how do you miss something like that? Oh, I think it was harder to miss than school. I reckon it is. I reckon that genuinely is difficult. Uh, we're we're definitely going to share that um, horrendous video with all oh. you lovely listeners out there. But yeah, just to give you a bit of a feeling of um, just how many um, spuds that we did have on the list. That is that is a prime example of that. That, right? is, that is pure that spud. That is Zach Dawson esque.
0: Oh, d- don't 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 insult the king!
1: No no no, not the king.
0: Zach is the king.
1: The king of Budville free season. we can't oh, say that, what? can we?
0: What a what oh, an yeah. absolute shank shank. That's probably I'm gonna say that that's probably as bad as wasn't the shot, but Goddard's missed in the 2000, uh, 2017 against Sydney. That's how bad that kick was. I'm putting up there with the Goddard kick. Wow. You know, Goddard, all we gotta do is kick along. How about... How, I've got an idea. Just hear me out. Hear, just hear me out, guys. I kick it into the Sydney player. Yep. And then it goes out of bounds. <laughs> and we can waste time. Mm-hmm. But but isn't there a chance that they could get the ball and then kick it to the guy um, and Rowan will mark it in the, in the, in the goal square? No, no, no. It's okay, because um, um, Hurley would be in front of Rowan because that's more obvious than standing behind
1: someone. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Always no. man in front, got to pay it. Yeah. Absolutely. But... In this particular scenario, Mm-mm. turns quite. out
0: that wasn't the case. It was not. Speaking of non-spuds, let's talk about hidden gems. Hidden gems. I like this one. Oh, John Gill. Blandish name. Me? John
1: Gill. John Gill. John Gill. John Gill. John Gill in Gil the <laughs> Lachlan's um, distant was. distant babysitter. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um. Yes. John John O'Gill. John Tell Gill. us a little bit about John O.
0: John, in the Hidden John, Gems, I've only played 107 games and 76 goals, if you don't mind.
1: More games than what we've played, but yes, yes go on. Well, that guy played more games than we played, which is <laughs> absolutely most that. Yeah. <laughs> that is very true.
0: And He represented Victoria twice, but that's not what we're talking about, this young lad who died, you know, years ago now. This young lad, he won the 1954 Best and Fairest and finished third in the best on the Brown Medal Count. Oh. But apart from that, nothing. He missed the he missed the nineteen fifty one grand final due to illness. But Essendon lost that, anyways. Some say it was because Coleman got suspended.
1: Yeah. Some say. Some. Say. Some. Say. Some say that. Yeah. Some say that. You know, he only what he only kicked over five hundred goals mm. in you know less than hundred games. And you know, it probably wouldn't have made a difference. The Carlton player may or may not have died. That's up to um, interpretation. Up to interpretation. Absolutely.
0: Yes. <laughs> and so he more so sort of, you know. He, Coleman missed it and Gill missed it like how did Essen have a chance against Geelong in 1951 they I, were big outs honestly I, I do not know absolute massive outs didn't play in any other grand finals
1: unbelievable oh that's because he debuted in
0: 1951 Liam that's Great, true, great that's stats checking great stats checking he's coming back anytime
1: soon I don't well I doubt
0: well. he played in the 49 or 50 <laughs> grand final actually <laughs>
1: Pure stats checking by me. Absolutely. So this man, um, bit of a bit of a bit of a hidden gem. Do hidden, you hidden gem. Hidden gem. Hidden gem.
0: Abs standing at a whopping, especially back in these days, a whopping one hundred ninety-three centimeters tall. Oh, Ninety-five <laughs> kegs. and he was a ruckman. Absolute, <laughs> absolute, massive man. Maybe because he's from Horsham.
1: <laughs> and you gotta be. They big. breed them big up in Horsham. You gotta be big to live in Horsham. They breed them big up in Horsham. I can oh. assure you. I can assure you. My uh, some of my cousins are from there, and uh, they are uh, huge.
0: Unfortunately, for people in Horsham, you gotta be big because the brain
1: isn't that big. It's very true. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs>
0: oh,
1: Horsham horseshoes oh. can't beat them. No. What other hidden gems have you got, uh, Liam? That
0: was the only hidden gem for oh, this okay. episode. Oh, but what oh, a
1: hidden oh, gem. you oh, no. want to find a hidden gem for me. Hidden gem. Hidden gem for me um, probably would have been Jay Nagel. Jay Nagel. Jay Nagel. No, no, Jay Nagel. Jay Nagel. I, I remember he, he tore the game to absolute shreds, I reckon, in 2012. Green Round. I don't know if you can remember Green Round, Liam. Green Round used to be one of the biggest events in Melbourne. Green Round used to be where I think they. I don't know, closed the roof and turned off some lights at Eddie Etihad Stadium or something like that. or, or, wow, or that doesn't used... sound
0: pointless at all.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, well, you're, you're Googling it. What was the premise around oh, uh, Green that? Round? What was the aim of Green Round? Um, for, for the environment, green energy. Yeah, green energy. Oh, so it was a green energy kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Green Round 2012, I want you to search up Nick Rewalt 2012. Nick Essendon, Essendon St Kilda, 2012. We would have been, we would have been playing St Kilda at that stage. Well, kind of gave it away when you said Essendon St Kilda. Like, yes, yes,
0: yeah. Subtle hint. You really got to listen. To, see, this is a listening show. You really got to, you really got to heave through the words. That's
1: right. That's right. Well, you, so Essendon St Kilda, but Zachary, Zachary, well, potentially.
0: No one's a permanent player.
1: Absolutely. That stinks.
0: Speaking of Nick River, why I looked this up, General you know Nick Rivol said? What did he say? That this is um, before the big blockbuster on the weekend between mm. Richmond and Collingwood, mm. talking about how good it is to play for a big Melbourne club at the MCG. Mm. Revolt played it for St Kilda. St Kilda played at Etihad Stadium.
1: Hey, they played a very big Sunday Twilight game against Geelong, I remember, in 2009, where Mickey Gardner kicked the winner. That was a big game.
0: Not a that was a Melbourne yeah, blockbuster not, yeah, no, no, not the MCG but it was And St Kilda, Melbourne, a big
1: club Melbourne, Melbourne blockbuster at the Dome Very, very popular St
0: Kilda makes Gold Coast look like a big club
1: They do So anyway, what happened in this game Was Nick sure missed, missed the missed the goal after the siren That's
0: 2009 Was that 2009? Yeah, so the Saints undefeated 2012,
1: why did I say 2012?
0: Wow, what a wild goose chase I was just on there Gee whiz 2009, yes. Yeah, so missed the goal after sign. But what did your man do in that game?
1: My man Jay Nagel had a very decent game. I don't know how many goals he kicked and I don't know how many disposals he got, but he had a very good game.
0: Oh, I'll look it up and I'll edit it in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But he, he did he did extremely well. He did extremely well. And it just goes to show that the value of a big forward can be very, very crucial. Very, very crucial. The stats here: Big yes. Jay Nagle. Oh, here we go. Eleven touches, two
0: snags. Oh yes. One behind. Because, You know, can't have a perfect game. No, you can't. You gotta can't. gotta keep it fair. Kicked a goal in the first quarter. Kicked Dead. a goal again. In the third, the start of in the first twenty, in the first thirty seconds of the third quarter, he just went bang, ballistic. He he did. He tore the game to absolute shreds. Oh I can't believe. I two goals you
1: one, two goals one. He practically kicked a goal with every kick he got. Pretty unbelievable. Not only that, my man Jared Atkinson, 19 disposals for the game if you don't mind, five marks, two tackles. Pretty amazing. And he, he kicked uh, he kicked one goal as well, which was a very very crucial goal I can tell you. So he he was he was huge. It was huge.
0: Oh. And let's talk about um, Joby Watson. 37 touches, one,
1: one league to go. Like. Yeah, you know, not Absolute bad. Absolute cash by not Joe. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. But very, very good game. And, uh, you know, not too bad, considering St. Kilda were uh, undefeated, undefeated leading up to this game. And, um, yeah, we turned it on. I think I think we led pretty much all day. And uh, yep. St. Kilda came pretty hard towards the end. And, uh, and then... Um, and then we're able to pip them. We so, uh, just couldn't handle the pressure. They couldn't handle the he pressure. He was
0: on what? I'll say 40, 45 forty-five metres down at a slight angle. Just kick it straight. Absolutely. Just through the big sticks. That's right. Size to hook it.
1: That's right. It's unbelievable. And unbelievable. It was, but but a but a great game and uh, and a, and a good spectacle for the AFL. You always you always want to see. The best teams get challenged by you know teams that are the underdog. Yes, as we were saying before, the underdog. So that, and, and that was that was the prime example in this game. St Kilda were clearly, clearly the favourite, and uh, and Essendon just came out out of nowhere and uh, and uh, snagged won. We had a good record against
0: St Kilda, and um, yeah, we did. play. good record against undefeated teams. I've got a feeling Essendon's going to defeat Richmond in a
1: few weeks. I reckon we might. But let's, let's talk about Essendon
0: in round next week in the big massive Friday night game. Against St Kilda, uh-huh. make sure everyone get along there, of course.
1: Oh yeah, uh, they're gonna don.
0: They're gonna don. No pun intended. A heritage jumper.
1: The heritage I don't jumper. I know if you can... Against against Hawthorne.
0: Against St Kilda.
1: Against St Kilda. Yes, heritage jumper. Well, this is a bit of intel. The
0: honour legend Ken Fraser, who was actually a replica jumper worn by the Bombers in the 1965 Premiership, which was coached by the great John Coleman. So I don't know if you can get the photo up. It looks, like, it looks like a nice jumper. I love the good heritage jumper. But my issue with the jumper is, during the pose, you got Hurley looking like a pure champion. Looking like he's owning the jumper. And then you got Goddard <laughs> with the collar up. He's got the collars up like he's a cool teenage kid. Oh, He looks like an absolute buffoon with the collars up. What is he doing?
1: So I'm looking into the heritage jumper. And there is a collar. There is a collar. And, it's um, up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's up.
0: Oh. College, no. BJ, BJ, mate. Okay. Maybe because this is against your former side. Another grand final that St Kilda lost. You were part of two. I feel like he's kind of disrespecting, and I feel like it's a bit of a slap in the face as well for St Kilda to have Goddard there. Having the former Saint.
1: Against his old club as yes. well? Yes. Showing that you got to be faithful to your club and be yes. a one-club player and a one-club player. You eight.
0: know, great loyal players like Tom Lynch. Patrick
1: Dangerfield uh, he, he Gary Abbott Abel- he would definitely be a good endorsement for it I reckon oh,
0: these the loyal players of the game that make the game the, they are the loyal ones well Goddard you know the guy who said it was such a hard decision to leave St. Kilda but the second free agency opened boink
1: off to and he he went so so I mean look the only real difference with this jumper is that the sash is a little bit thinner there uh, is a th- collar. Th- a bit of a different black yeah a bit of a different black more like a kind of like a, ch- a charcoal black and um, I doubt Fujitsu AFL and ISC were all there during. They don't those have. Times. They don't
0: have the buttons. Why? Did, just get the fake yeah, where buttons. Are the buttons. They should get the fake buttons. Come on, you want to do a proper heritage jumper? Do it properly. And get you, the you fake know, buttons. And
1: you know how some clubs also had the you know like the little kind of stitching in the middle. Yeah. You know. I'm oh, not in the sixties. They on. didn't. Well, not in the 60s they didn't, but certainly some of the earlier jumpers in the late 1800s definitely did.
0: I'm seeing these this weekend are wearing their heritage jumpers, well, their 1918 centennial 19- premiership jumper with their their red and white sash that mm-hmm. they used to wear, which I think looks fantastic. But again, there's no there's no sw- stripe, there's no buttons. Why do they get rid of the buttons? Keep the buttons. It's not hard to fake buttons on a shirt.
1: Mm. very disappointed the now bonus. a little bit of an update a bit of a skins injury update from the Essendon website uh, Essendon have confirmed star forward Joe Danaher is unlikely to return from injury before the home and away season is up Danaher has not played since round seven as he recovers from early signs of onset of osteitis pubis bit of a mouthful there Physical performance manager Justin Crowe said the club will continue to take a patient approach, like uh, any osteitis pubis injury is. Um, with his recovery, as the side surges into finals contention. Yeah, that's a little bit ambitious. Essendon.com.au, but anyway, um, looks like he won't return. Look, that's to be honest with you, we've we, we've been we've been pretty consistent without him, mm. so um, probably a good thing. He can rest up while um, have a big 2019. Exactly, but. In saying that, Essendon, let's say they get to a prelim, does he come back? If he's fit, why not? If he's fit, why not? But
0: then why why throw the team out of this way? If you've done the entire season with Madden, why bring him back? Why bring him back for a prelim? You know, he
1: might be like, uh, oh, "Can we please get Joey Danaher to the stand?" And everyone goes crazy. You know, um, can no, make get... make
0: it pure <laughs> Dunnerista. Make the 17 plays on the field. You have a laid out,
1: a you laid do. out. You do,
0: but you have 17 plays out until the last quarter, That's and right. then then the lights go out.
1: And then they lift.
0: Could it be? Is that Joe
1: Danaher? Joe it's
0: Joe Danaher, and he misses from five meters out, and it's a lose. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen. But if, if oh. they call Jared Atkinson to the stand, that's that's where I would get really excited. <laughs> oh. Jared Whoa, Atkinson, Jay Nagel to the stand, oh. get him up, get it. Adam McPhee. Oh, I could go on all day, Liam. It's uh, it, it would be exciting. But yeah, big oh. big, big, Who, news. Oh, big news. Oh, who's that
0: guy that kicked eight against Gold Coast?
1: No, not Gens? Winderleek.
0: Oh, what's his name?
1: Not Carlot. No. Against Gold Coast. Oh, Carl Reavers. Yes. That'd be get Carl Reavers <laughs> to the stand. Get oh. Carl Reavers up to the stand. Look at his little <laughs> mohawk mullet looking piece of shit. <laughs>
0: Unbelievable. And his fantastic tattoo. What about oh. that? The little alien pad. Oh, oh he loves it. Oh. Get Cole around Reavers.
1: him. get around him. What? Oh, I love Cole. Oh, Get he... around him, cow. In, ter- in terms of
0: spuds, like, oh, I'm a, he's right up he, there. He he's a pretty he's a
1: pretty tasty. Oh, I tell, tell you who's a spud, Michael Quinn. Michael what Quinn. What happened to Michael Quinn, oh. the little Irishman? He played like a game, didn't he? Everyone, every, everyone was nervous that uh, Conor McKenna, when he got drafted, well, when he was brought in as a as an international Irish recruit, they thought. Oh, diddly-dee, if he's, if he's as shite as Michael Quinn, then we are in for a long, long raid. Uh, but thankfully, no, no, Michael, Michael Quinn. Uh, we, we have a term in media, um, Liam. Uh, you have to do, a, 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 like, a white grade. You know, you have to, like, uh, you have to put, like, the camera next to a white background in order to, um, to, to get the picture right. Well, Michael Quinn would have been the perfect example of that. If you had to get a white balance... Michael Quinn, you just you just put put him in frame and uh, and there you have him. Pretty amazing. Oh, he's
0: very very he's a very pale lad, isn't he?
1: And I mean, he he's the official definition of a spud because spuds potato famines, you know, wow. that, that's, that's all a part of Irish history. So, you know, doesn't oh, surprise me too I, much. I don't
0: think he, I don't think he's. Well, sorry, Quinn is no, notable for, as holding the record of the quickest conversion from GAA, which is Gaelic uh, the, uh, Gaelic Athletic Association player to play in the AFL, which is the Australian Football League, oh, taking you. the record for Marty Clark,
1: <laughs> and having
0: <laughs> and having his AFL debut just a week after arriving in Australia. Just just weeks. Not, not much pressure from this lad from Longford.
1: After, after, after coming off a month on, on, on a boat, of course, you know, it's a good effort. It's a good effort. Harsh, harsh. Played eight games, kicked two snacks, then he went back to Ireland. And what did he do in Ireland? He was one of the best Gaelic players in Ireland, so it's incredible how he was He so was an crazy. average, very average Gaelic player in Ireland. Oh, was he really?
0: Oh, playing in Logfoot in Division 4. But they won four. the Division 4 title, went up to Division 3 to win the second title in the rest, so they went up to Division 2. Right. And then they lost to Wexford in the final and went crashing back down.
1: Right, fair enough. So he wasn't that good of a player then. Oh, no. Because no. I heard the rumour was that he was a really good Gaelic pro and he came to the AFL and he just couldn't play. Well, Zach Tui? I
0: want to check if Zach Tui was a good Gaelic player.
1: I did imagine that he would be, because he's a, he's a gun oh. AFL player, and boy, can he kick the ball. Piers Hanley. But I, I seem to think that, that Zach tui has been a better, better player at Geelong than he was at Carlton. I mean, I can't remember him at Carlton that well, but I don't think he was as good as what he's putting together right now. He's He's been sensational. Oh, he's, been,
0: he's been at Carlton since the beginning of his career, 28... He's played yeah, he, better, he played um, Gaelic. He, played blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he never, he, um... Oh, so he did play for his county, Laos. Laos? But never never a big player in the Gaelic. Not as good as
1: Ty Connolly, who actually
0: won in All-Ireland. Oh, Ty,
1: Ty, Ty, was, Ty, was sensational.
0: Uh, he, he did the double. Won, it, won in All-Ireland and won the AFL Premiership.
1: Jim Stein would have been brilliant as well. Mm. Probably in the Gaelic. and Pierce Hanley, I mean... Absolute superstar for uh, Brisbane and Gouard cashed. i I wouldn't say it's just after Gold Coast, but great for Brisbane. He was awesome for Brisbane. Had some really exciting running, running goals, you know. And so yeah, the the Irish play a big part in the AFL. But yeah, unfortunately for Michael Quinn, he couldn't quite bring it together. But I suppose if you're a spud in in the league over in Ireland, it's pretty hard to be an absolute cunt at AFL, isn't it? Mm, pretty much. With the standards that we put on a lot oh, of our um, players.
0: Well, quickly, talk, I want to quickly talk about the um, the Gaelic football. Why we yeah, like, for sure. Since it's we're having right since we're having jokes about some it's of the players. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely.
0: Connelly, like we said, um, you know, done the double and Prem- a premiership and an All Ireland final, which is great. Granted, he played for Kerry and Kerry's won thirty two. Yeah, All Kerry's Kerry's
1: big big Irish team.
0: Kind of kind of granted if you play for Kerry for more than a day, you probably win an All Ireland. Yeah. Thirty seven titles, I might say. If you play for Kerry who's won thirty seven or Dublin who's won twenty seven, considering the last three as well, you've got a chance to win an All Ireland. But Absolutely. um when they come over to Australia or we go over there, fierce contest and there's always a play oh, I can't remember I can't remember who the last guy was. Uh, plays with Donegal, though. I know that. He plays with Donegal. And he's a great forward for the Irish. And they're like, apparently the AFL did approach him a few times about coming over. Mm. But on the other hand, you have players like Fife and Zorko, who absolutely had the game on a string. Mm. Fife winning the play of the series, Zorko dominating, which begs the question, mm. if, if the GAA was a paid organisation, which it's not, it's um, still amateur, uh, where the players still have jobs, could... The GAA poached players like maybe maybe not Fife, maybe not, maybe Zorka actually, to come over there, wouldn't that be a big Mm, player drop?
1: That would be very interesting. We've never seen that happen before, Liam. It's a very good point you bring up about if the Irish were to come to Fife, because I mean, Fife is is, is a place in Ireland. Mm. Fife, (laughs) got a Fife, and Fife is a very Irish name. Especially
0: Fife, just say he retires at 32, they offer him like um, a thousand, nearly a million euros just for one season. Oh, they go and going pay for um, my team, Tipperary. Yep, yep, absolutely. You know, win, win them their first All-Ireland since
1: 1920, you know? Something cash like that. It's a, it's a fair offer. It's a fair offer. I mean, he, he, could, he couldn't win Freo's p- first premiership ever, so he, he'd feel like he has something to owe to the to the communities of Ireland, for sure. I, I don't know how that's interrelated, but I, I'm sure he would feel partly responsible there. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, I, I hope he if, does. I hope he does. But um, wouldn't players... Get off it.
0: Wouldn't players have a... I think... Because it's, it's a one-way swap. It's Irish, Irish players to Australia. Yeah.
1: But it, if it, it was a paid organisation, right it
0: could be that very round. We could see more could Australians be. going over the island, which would be a much bigger thing.
1: I think we'd all like to see that. I think we'd all like to see an Australian player that's absolutely carboned up. I mean, maybe, maybe there are examples of Australian players playing in the Irish League that we don't know about because they probably might have been poached earlier in their careers, so they probably never quite got to play AFL. But you do have to wonder, you know, if you're a good AFL player who's playing really well in in kind of the mixed league, then, um, yeah, you got, you got to wonder whether that possibility could happen. I, I, I would love to see a, a two-way trade happen. I think that would be really good. It would be a return would be really good return for the Irish.
0: Um, now, let's go back to SM Let's do
1: it. This is an SN podcast. Yes. Oh, apparently it
0: is, yeah. Apparently rumors. it is. That's, that's what I've,
1: little, little birdie told me. Mm.
0: Um, the big game, the Elimination Final, Part 50.
1: Yep, yep, we feel like we say this every week, Liam, but um, yeah, this is big. Essendon's Illumination Final is like the Police Academy movies, they just keep coming. They just keep coming, don't they? The Naked Gun films as well, mind you, it's, it's pretty amazing.
0: So, what do you think about the game? Preview the game for me.
1: Well, look, um, I went along to the game earlier this season against Hawthorne, and uh, look, we, we were pretty good up to half-time, we weren't Amazing. We were we were we were good. we were serviceable. Uh, Joe Danaher. Um, they thought this was going to be his breakout game for the season. It wasn't. Uh, he really struggled. They said, "Look, um, if he if he is playing badly, put him in the ruck. Get some form up on him." And it was a big call. A lot of people wanted to see it happen. It didn't happen. He stayed up forward, and um, as we found out a little bit later on, he had this injury. So. It was a real kind of nothing game after halftime. Essendon's um, intensity dropped off around the ball. Our inside 50s were absolutely terrible. And uh, James Sicily had an absolute blinder. And um, he tried to get a high five off Joe Danaher by memory. Um, he kicked a couple of excellent goals. Um, Bruce was pretty uh, efficient up, up forward as well. And um, it was a pretty pretty average performance after half time for Essendon. We didn't score that well. And look, I I think the scoreline probably flattered us a little bit, but it wasn't a great game. Uh, It wasn't a great spectacle. I took a couple of international students to that game, actually, Liam. I got free tickets for that game. It's one of the main reasons why I went. And uh, they thought, gee, um, this Essendon side, uh, they're they're a little bit inconsistent, aren't they? And and they keep turning it over. Is that meant to happen? And I said, "Uh, no, it's not. But that's what's happening. So no, wasn't at the at great all. wasn't the greatest spectacle for uh, for international students. And uh, certainly, as an Essendon fan, I walked away from that game feeling very disappointed, frustrated, and also thinking, what's happened to this season? Where are we going? Hawthorne aren't a great side. Um, another thing I thought as well, I thought, gee, Jarman Impey. He's, he's got some zip. He's got some real run and carry. And he, he split us open at a lot of stages in that game. So... If we want to win this time, Liam, we're going to have to do a few things, a few things differently from that day. And I think we are a different side from that day, so I think we can do that. Um, Two things is we've got to just take on the game. Um, Certainly got to be harder around the ball, Um, particularly uh, Tom Mitchell being as good as he's been. Um, We've just got to probably find a hard hard enough match-up to him. I'd, I'd, play, I'd play the opposite three on him. I'd play Darcy Parrish, give him a real bit of exposure, give him a bit of experience around it's him. Is Tom
0: Mitchell that good, though?
1: Look, Look I think Mitchell, he's good. Tom Mitchell, he, he hunts the ball, he finds the ball, but I think we can strip down. I think we can make his efe- efficiency very, very low. I think we can, if we put enough pressure on him, he can get as much of the ball as he wants, but he can have in, ineffective disposals. He's had fifty-plus disposals. Look, I that think have if been he wins the
0: Brown this year, it's an absolute shame. Well, I don't think he's. In my opinion, he has not been the best player by at all this year.
1: But no, I think that's a fair call. No, I think that's a very fair like, call. I think there's no
0: games where you think you suffer, God, if Mitchell, if if Mitchell didn't play, Hawthorne was going to lose. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I mean, like he did not. He has not taken a game by the neck this season. He has not. He's got a lot of the ball, but has he's, he hasn't. He hasn't turned the game. He hasn't dominated the game. That's right. You know, Hawthorne was never down, but then Mitchell went into, you know, third gear and absolutely changed the result. No result... If Mitchell didn't play... Oh, the result would be different. If Mitchell didn't play at all in 2018, not some results, of course, would be different, but not all the results would be different.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. I think that's a fair call. I think that's a fair call, and I think I think as well, you know, he's, he's a he's a vital player for Hawthorne, but, he is. you know, I think, I think at the same time... Um, you know, he could have a really sloppy 50 disposal game. Uh, you, your disposal should really um, say, you know, tell the story, say the full picture, but Speaking you, of Hawks you can't well, give him votes.
0: So I have, when it comes to importance for Hawthorne, I have Mitchell quite highly.
1: Yeah.
0: Another player who I, and I mean this the bottom of my heart, who I thought was never important to Hawthorne, Bradley Hill. Huh. My The way I see Bradley Hill, if there was someone in the list of Hawthorne he could play the same position as Bradley Hill could play mm. he would not be a three time Premiership player mm. I never rated Bradley Hill at all don't rate him at Hawthorne think he was the fact that he won three of his best and fast as well I thought was an absolute joke I do not rate Bradley Hill as a player mm. I rate Tom Mitchell a bit higher than Bradley Hill mm. he's not a joke mm. um, he's you know he's a chuckle you know yeah, bit of yeah. a side tickle yeah, yeah, yeah fair enough fair but, uh, enough you know, I think I, I think Mitchell's probably their next captain. Mm. Um, he's definitely a leader, definitely yeah, a leader. Definitely. But he needs to be more. De- I think the last few weeks when he's been kicking goals, like one or two goals a game, that's when you can say he's t- turning the game on. Mm. But compare Abbot, especially in his, um, uh, what do I don't know, what do you think his best season was? Like 0-9, 2010 13 and fourteen before mm. he did his shoulder. Mm. He took the game He's the reason why Gold Coast almost mm. played finals in mm. twenty fourteen. For sure. And uh, there's. The reason why Hawthorne's about to play finals in 2018, not because of Mitchell, because of an easy fixture, but... We'll get the... Pish posh. But Mitchell is not the reason. You put Mitchell in Gold Coast team in 2014, they're not going to play finals. You put Ablett 2014 pre-shoulder into Hawthorne's team today, Mm. they're top four. Mm. That's the difference between Mitchell and Ablett. Mm. And hell, you put Fife... Um, pre-injury this year in Hawthorne's team they're top four you put Dangerfield um, 2016 because Dangerfield had a shocking year this year in my opinion Mm. Hawthorne's top four you put Martin last year in Hawthorne they're top four Mm. you put Mitchell they're where they are
1: that's a very fair point that you make as as far as as far as absolute star power is concerned he just he doesn't look like a player who just deserves to be in in, in your team of the century or anything like that you know Patrick Cripps in Hawthorne this year,
0: yeah. they're top four.
1: And a lot of people have said, you know, is, is Paddy Crips a contention for the Brownlow? Absolutely, he is. But the problem is with teams that don't win yeah, a lot yeah, of games, not he's, not gonna, he's not going to he's not going to poll three votes. He, he could be polling one vote in most games, mm. but that's not going to be enough to win you a Brownlow. As opposed to Max Gorn, who is a sneaky chance, but I don't think he's going to poll a lot. Well, of I think free... Oliver would. Um, pinch them. I reckon he'd pinch a few off him. Even even. Uh, even Brayshaw, to some extent, might have pinched oh, a few his he's,
0: he's How is mumble where they are with that? They have a fantastic midfield and they a do. good
1: line. They do. They do, the too. The fact but that they are, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. But, look, I think we can beat Hawthorne this round, without a shadow of a doubt. If oh, we yeah. play like we did last week, then we are we are storming home in this game. My only concern is, out of, out of the last 10 weeks, the, the eight games that we've won, I don't know how many of those games have been at the MCG. I'm trying to think through how many of those games we've actually won at the MCG in these last eight weeks. I don't know if it's been any, to be honest. I don't honest. think there's been any. I don't think we've won out of these last 10 weeks. I think the two games that we've lost have been to Richmond and Collingwood. They've both been at the MCG. So that's my only, that's my only concern. I don't think we've won a game in these last 10 weeks at the MCG. That's my only concern. We've won most of them at Etihad. And then most of them on the road, but I don't know if they've been at the MCG. That's my only concern. I, I don't, I don't think we play the MCG in a bad way, but it's just been the opposition that we've had has mm. been a little bit tricky at the MCG. So Hawthorne will be a challenge, but I think we can beat him. I think we can match him with the hardness around the footy, and I certainly think that if we can, I, th- I certainly think we can defend. It's just too long. the attacking. Too long. Geelong, of course, Geelong. That that's probably the only game that we've that we've won at the MCG, and which is the
0: start, yeah.
1: Which is which is a big start. And Geelong's a Geelong's not an easy club to come up against at the MCG. Certainly, oh, no, a lot no. harder at GMHBA, <laughs> but you know, not uh, too bad. At the MCG. thing with
0: Hawthorne, especially that, because Hawthorne lost to Brisbane. That was a big loss. Yeah. who did they play the week after? Then they paid the don't know. They didn't they, play
1: the doggies. Did they play Carlton?
0: They did play Carlton the week after. Well,
1: well, they've got an incredibly easy draw. And then they the played way, Fremantle, I
0: mean. which Freo's record against Hawthorne is eight and twenty-seven. It's ridiculous. Um, my and brother, Subiaco my, my brother, my brother is a Freo supporter. He messaged me during the game. He goes, "Freo suck," and I go, "No, Freo's playing Hawthorne. It's like rugby league and rugby union. They're kind of the same thing, but they're not really.
1: You know, that's very true. It's very true. They don't suck
0: per se. They're just playing Hawthorne. That's it's, correct. It's a that's given. Correct. That's correct.
1: Hawthorne, however, they, they did they, they've had two absolute floggings the last two weeks. Like they've 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 obliterated the two opponents. The the two opponents have been pretty poor. Mm. We're 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 one of the better form teams right now, Essendon. Well, so I think second behind
0: GWS So in I think being I, so I
1: think I think we could expose Hawthorne pretty badly here. And and if Hawthorne lose this game then it could have a flow-on effect for the next couple of weeks. A lot of people have ridden off Sydney, okay? A lot of people have rode mm. off Sydney. I don't ride off Sydney I think it's a dangerous,
0: dangerous thing to ride off Sydney.
1: Do not ride off Sydney. People are saying they don't make the finals. I think they still can. I, I think they can beat Hawthorne. I think they can beat... Melbourne. Melbourne. GWS. GWS. And like, Collingwood. And Collingwood. They could beat all those teams. They is. could lose to all yes. those teams, but they could beat all those teams. I wouldn't rule out Sydney yet. Definitely,
0: yeah. Ruling out Sydney is a dangerous, dangerous decision.
1: Yep, yeah, absolutely.
0: Um... And I think and Collingwood's in a dangerous place as well with all their injuries.
1: Absolutely, I yeah. think
0: Sydney Alex Johnson's playing his first game since the twenty twelve Grand it, isn't Final. It wonderful!
1: Was it over two thousand days? Mm. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how long he's been out for. But it's a it's a it's a wonderful story. I I, I still remember how consistent he was in his he first season great. there. And and you know two thousand twelve playing that, um, in that bra- Grand Jack Final. Jack
0: and McVeigh could also come back for the Swans. I guess Collingwood has out. um I can't remember his name. Shrimshaw, whatever his name is, Yep. yeah, out with an ACL. Jeremy Howe might not play. Mm, yeah. um, the goal is still out, so it's, it's a, a deep it's, list. It's, it's a it's a risky game for both clubs.
1: Yep, Jamie Elliott um, yeah. did his hamstring in the in the VFL, so there's there's a lot of concerns oh, around Maine's,
0: them. Um, also gone for scans. So yep,
1: yep, exactly right. right
0: well, big outs
1: for Collingwood. Big outs, and, and so
0: that, I agree, hundred percent. You cannot ride out Sydney, and, and a
1: lot of a lot of people, a lot of people said Essendon got. Sydney at the right time you know I'm happy to concede we probably did we still had to beat them because they're they're a proud football club they still got a lot of good talent there I mean a team with Buddy despite the fact that you know, whatever horse said, you know, he's only done twenty hours of training. Whatever, I still, I still don't concede that. I still wouldn't give Buddy an easy out. I think, I think they're still a very talented side Buddy on the park on right now. his day bad days
0: better than most falls on their best days. So. Exactly,
1: exactly. So, so I think, I think we still it was a monumental effort to beat Sydney.
0: And I, I hate, I hate when people say that. Oh, you got him on, on a good day.
1: You got him on a good day.
0: No, you no. got, You gotta take advantage of it whatever whatever day you get a team. No, no. And like you said earlier, Tate with the free man game. You said Frio would have won no matter what. That's right. Um, no. even though I say Fri- um, Essendon should have won. That was their day. That was yeah. Frio's day. It was their first game at the new stadium. That's right. Um, they left um Subiaco mm. on a hundred and four point loss to Richmond. That's right. You know, it's their day. And anyone who says, "Oh, you got them on a day," good. You don't want to. You don't want to let someone loose on their day.
1: Absolutely, a week is a long time in footy, and a lot can happen. A lot can happen. And
0: momentum is can change massively. Oh,
1: it, it, ebbs and flows. Ebbs and flows for sure. Not so the
0: Giants, and this is another thing I hate. And there's so many people that say this, that, that oh, I don't think this team can make it. Mm. All these. Hot shots yeah. in footy. Big yeah. names who've played footy before, so they know everything about football. Absolutely. reason why I can't get a job. Oh, well, oh. oh, that's a bit
1: of a cough. Hang pain. up, hang up, man.
0: Saying all that stuff, the same people that said Sydney can't make the finals are the same people that said GWS can't make the finals yeah. are the same people that said GWS can win the flag.
1: It's crazy.
0: Only a few weeks after saying GWS cannot win the finals are saying that GWS can win the flag. Yeah,
1: unbelievable. And now they're
0: saying Sydney can't make finals. People have said Essendon can't make finals and they're all back on Essendon saying, oh, I think Essendon's the best-performed team in the AFL, which they are. They, well, I think GWS are just smidgy in front of them at the present time. But they're saying the same thing. They're all saying the same thing. They are. None of them know what they're talking
1: about. Hey, no one knows what they're talking about. No one knows. That's the problem, okay? A that's the problem this. that I have.
0: Richmond are probably going to make the grand final. And probably. Sydney FC was meant to make the grand final as well
1: and mm. then lost the Melbourne Victory. The, the fact of the matter is, and this is the thing, I've I've detected a common thread with every single media personality right now that used to play AFL. They want to make a big statement, and they want that statement to be right. Mm. And if they don't say it's right, then they say, well, we got it wrong. Do you know what statement was right? And you can back me up on this. Mm. Me saying at the
0: start, half through, start of the year, probably take me out five or six, me saying the Richmond are the real deal. Mm. That's a statement as a statement. You can back me up. as a I, And then this is, you know, after they win against Geelong in the, um, the qualifying final, people are like, I think we should start taking Richmond seriously. Yeah. You know, at the start of the year, I called the Richmond the real deal. Mm. For the entire year, I said Richmond the real deal. I don't know why people are saying we should take him seriously. They are the real deal. Mm. And that's something I, I credit myself because I got that correct. We've all, we've all made predictions. How good do you feel when you make a prediction about a player and it turns out to be correct? It,
1: it, if you're it's like, a wonderful that feeling. that guy's
0: going to be good and he turns out to be good
1: the fact of the matter is we, we don't know unless we have some kind of inside knowledge mm. or we, we're within the four walls or we have statistics and we have, you know, We have much knowledge as
0: the, the experts.
1: That's right. That's right. The fact of the matter is it's the players and the team. Unless you know them personally, you don't know what the result's going to no. be and you don't know how the season's going to end up. I, I'm very... I'm very confident in saying, I don't know how the season's going to end 100%. up. Cause I don't Because I don't know. And we don't know. So, so instead History instead of people making big statements, why don't they just say, let's watch the spectacle, let's watch it unfold, and let's just enjoy it.
0: Pretty much. History has dictated that Richmond are likely to make the grand final. Mm. But like I said before, Sydney FC was meant to win. They lost two games for oh, that season. Right. That's right. And went down to victory, and then the Victor ended up winning their fourth, fourth flag, or yep. fourth championship.
1: Yep. Sydney Sydney, Sydney um, Football Club in the AFL were probably meant to win the 2016 Premiership, as they uh, were yeah, the 2014. 2014. And and that didn't happen. Uh, no. two, two teams upstaged them. One in 2016 that no one expected to win. The fact of the matter is we play an incredibly turbulent sport, and it's been incredibly turbulent in the last few seasons. I think we should just sit back, relax, enjoy the show. We're not exactly. the professionals. We're not going out there. But as fans, we just got to cheer on our team and hope that they can make the well, finals. And if they don't, let's not be fans, too disappointed. Look at this
0: game. And SNR actually favours heading in. Mm, mm. When in this point in the season the team outside of the eight favours against a team inside there? That's unheard of.
1: Incredible, isn't it?
0: Um, we're no it's experts, a season like, like no other, Liam. It's a season it like no other. But yet we want to change it. <clears> yeah, exactly. Oh, oh. It's crazy, isn't it? Well, maybe we should try some new rules. So, in this so game. what's your
1: prediction this week?
0: Prediction is, and I've. And I think I'm gonna curse Essendon because 'cause I've tipped against him every week, but I'm gonna go Essendon.
1: Okay, yeah. It's
0: gonna be and I said I think someone should get someone should go to Essendon. I think Matthew Lloyd would be like yeah. See Tom Mitchell, just give him a bit you know, kinda of yeah, thing yeah, to the absolutely, head. Absolutely, absolutely. Who cares about concussion at this moment? I know it's a dangerous, <laughs> sensitive topic. But let, let's let's get some argy biology. Mm, I want mm. to see a fight and I don't like fights.
1: Nah.
0: I'm not a big fan of the fights. But there's gotta be passion. There's, there's gotta, gotta be feeling there's gotta be in, in, this passion game.
1: in this game. Yep, absolutely. Hundred percent has to be passion. And look, we, we rolled over and, and surrendered last time we played Hawthorne and, and I think I think the players would concede that they were not up to the task last time. The the players are well and truly up to the task this time. Some, there is no excuse. Some rivalries
0: are dead. Like Cullen and Carlton are dead.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because Calden's dead. Yeah. Simple as that.
0: The rivalry between Essendon and Hawthorne are dead. Uh-huh. But the hatred
1: You're born If you're
0: Essendon You're born to hate Hawthorne If you're Hawthorne You're born to hate Essendon
1: That's right That's right So the Essendon
0: players Walking out onto this ground This is my pep talk Mm -hmm, The Essendon players Are walking out on this ground This weekend In the elimination final Part 50 They're not your friends No These could be people You went to school with These could be the best man At your wedding Absolutely See his head Take that thing off
1: Yep Absolutely
0: I don't care I like how many passion. of you get suspended. Like you got St Kilda the week after.
1: Yeah, that's bit, that's a, a shit, dangerous
0: game in terms of being overconfident. Yeah. bargy We need to see the Archie for this game. We need to see classic stuff.
1: But, 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 I think, but I think the St Kilda game becomes irrelevant if you can't win this game. This is a must win. Any, any game. If Essendon loses passion. this game, the season's over. It's got to be done. We've got to win at all costs. And it doesn't matter how you get the win. You've got to get the win.
0: Because I believe Essendon is able to lose a game. Essen's yeah, able to lose a game, and that game is against Richmond.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: So, which I think anyone's typically going to lose. So, that's why they need to win this game. What about that's you? That's
1: why this is such an important game. You don't, you don't want to get to the Richmond game and, and thinking, you know, we have to win mm. this. Because because that, that is that is a big task. I mean, yes. win, bonus. But, you know, this is a must-win game. So, so what's so your prediction? My prediction is, look, as I said last week, I, don't, I didn't see us winning the game against Sydney, and I didn't know how it was going to come. Similar to this game, I can't see it. I, I can't see it yet. And I'm not saying I'm some kind of I don't have a I don't have a you know a, a little glass ball or whatever you call it crystal ball. That's that's what we're talking, um, not a transparent glass ball, but a crystal ball. I can't see it, but. I'm starting to see it. I'm starting to see us a big shutdown role. I can see Adam Sard running out of the half and not getting caught this time. And I can see us shutting down a couple of the Hawthorne players that are usually quite prominent, like Bruce. I think's going to have a quiet game. Could be completely wrong. This is just what I'm picturing. This is just my opinion, and I'm, and I'm proud to say it's my opinion. I don't, you know, I'm not saying this is going to happen at all, but it, we, the Dons are going to win, and they, they're going to surprise a few people how they win. That's oh, all I'm saying. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna coughing. give you any inkling of how that's gonna happen. That's well,
0: okay. If you're wrong you'll be in America, so we're going
1: that's right, that's right. I can I can I can I can escape the country unlike many, but Pretty but I think much. we're gonna surprise some people how we win. And Maybe. I I don't know, you can infer that which way you will, but I think we're gonna surprise a few people. Anyway,
0: it's great to have you on for the final time, Michael.
1: Final time. I'm going to miss the show, even though I've been on here for only two episodes. I'm going to miss you, Liam. I'm going to miss Andrew. I'm going to miss Australia. And I'm going to miss the great game of footy. And I'm going to miss the Essendon Football Club. I really Mm -hmm. am. Um, But it has been a a topsy-turvy season. All I can hope for is that when I am in America in September, that Essendon will be somewhere Somewhere in that play, whether it's in the trade period or whether it's in the finals, go go to a college basketball game
0: and wave the flag. That's get right. The flag. I'll, I'll be proudly the, waving the bombers' flag. The the bomb flag. Wa- get the scarf waving at the event. Make it a thing. I will be that's your responsibility a thing. in America.
1: Absolutely, absolutely spot on. Uh, and 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 as Essendon fans know, we support the Dons anywhere. We could be on the moon for for all for all we care, but we will be supporting that club through thick and through thin. And that is a dying. Wish on anyone you know Essendon is a club that you just got to support at any border Uh, North Korea South Korea Mexico the USA wherever it is you have to support the Dons And, um, and I'm feeling and I'm feeling confident I'm feeling very confident might not be this year but it might be next year. Who knows? Who knows? All I can say is we're we're, we're right in the wave right now, and it's uh, it's exciting. Lad. Well,
0: me and Andrew will be back next week, and we'll wrap up see if Michael's correct here on the Flying Up podcast. <laughs>